0: I'm Carol Hills, filling in for Marco Werman, and this is The World. Cheers outside the Supreme Court today after two historic decisions by the justices in favor of same-sex marriage. The court invalidated parts of the Defense of Marriage Act, which denied married gay couples certain federal benefits. And it declined to rule on California's Proposition 8, paving the way for same-sex marriages to resume in California. Chris Perry was one of the plaintiffs in that case. Today we can go back to California and say to our own children, all four of our boys... Your family is just as good as everybody else's family. We love you as much as anybody else's parents love their kids, and we're going to be equal. Now we will be married, and we will be equal to every other family in California. Today's Supreme Court decisions in Washington are still reverberating around the globe. Lester Fader is a freelance journalist who reports on same-sex marriage laws in other countries.
1: Well, obviously, it's a a huge decision, not just in the United States, but around the world. Uh, We are such an important player in the way that these issues get debated everywhere uh, in some ways for symbolic reasons that the Supreme Court making a strong statement like this uh, really does send messages. I I was just looking um, on my Twitter feed uh, as the ruling was handed down and I saw messages from Colombia, from Paraguay, from Turkey, from Germany, um, from a couple countries in Africa. Uh, People really are paying attention to what the court says.
0: So where does this put the United States now? I mean, it clearly indicates a shift in the U.S. on the issue of gay rights. But put it in perspective globally, since you look at countries around the world, where does this put the U.S. in terms of how it's dealing with same-sex marriage?
1: Yeah, so there are, there are a few more than a, a dozen countries now that have legalized same-sex marriage, depending on how you count that, right? Now, the United States is kind of in an ambiguous situation where there's federal recognition, but it's not clear whether these marriages will be recognized in states that don't recognize same-sex marriage for the purposes of state law. And there are other countries in around the world where that still remains the case. What is an interesting comparison here is to Mexico, which ruled in two thousand. 2010 on um, some questions that are similar to the ones raised in the DOMA case, whether same-sex marriages performed in Mexico City had to be recognized in other states of Mexico. In December, they handed down a ruling that addressed the question that the Supreme Court would have taken up in uh, the Prop 8 case, whether it is unconstitutional for a state to uh, prohibit same-sex marriages. And the the Supreme Court of Mexico effectively said, yes, that is unconstitutional, unconstitutional, Under Mexican law, so the United States has has joined some of the um, many of its neighbors now in the Americas in making the case that same-sex marriages are a right. But they haven't gone as far as as countries like Mexico in really forcing that to be a universal principle across the United States.
0: You've also been reporting on South Africa, which has very strong constitutional protections for gay people. Yet what you found out is that the legal protections aren't everything.
1: That's true. It's a very interesting situation in South Africa, which is a real trailblazer Um, back in 1993 when they passed their first uh, post-apartheid constitution. It was the first constitution in the world to protect LGBT rights. They then, in 2006, um, thanks to a court ruling, opened up marriage to uh, two same-sex couples. This was It's still the only country in Africa to do that. But in a lot of ways, it's a lot harder being a gay couple in South Africa than it is in, in the United States, especially if you're poor, if you're black, and if you're a woman, because of the high rates of violence. So lesbians living in the townships still face constant threat of, of murder and rape because they're lesbians. And, and a lot of uh, women that I spoke to when I was in South Africa feel that while well, this is a, a symbolically nice thing to have, marriage doesn't really mean that much. One very important difference between the United States and South Africa is that in South Africa, there was never a mass movement the way that we saw in the United States to try and change the politics of same-sex marriage and with it attitudes towards homosexuality. So even though the constitution and the laws of South Africa are still a lot more progressive in a lot of ways um, than those in the United States, the political work that was done to get to this point in the U.S. may have a more um, a more far-reaching change in the lives of gay people in the United States than it has in South Africa.
0: It's interesting. President Obama, who's in Africa this week, he's visiting South Africa. He's also visiting Senegal and Tanzania, uh, two countries that, that do not support gay rights really at all. Do you see a gulf opening up around the world between those countries that support gay rights and those that don't?
1: Um, A a gulf opening up probably because there are many countries that have moved very fast to embrace gay rights within a human rights framework. So the change in in places like Europe and the Americas has really transformed the global dynamic. But at the same time, we're seeing – I I don't think you can necessarily say it's a reaction against what's happening in Europe and the the Americas. But we are seeing an increasing crackdown and intensification of of anti-gay policies in countries, like not just like Uganda, which is very famous, but also Nigeria, Zimbabwe, Russia. um, And and you see policies remaining in place uh, against gay people throughout many parts of the
0: world. Lester Fader is a writer and Alicia Patterson Journalism Fellow. He's also a contributor to BuzzFeed. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you for having me.